Hello and welcome to the Cougar Sports Show, and thank you for joining us today. I'm your host, Abby Whittington, coming to you from the University of Sioux Falls in South Dakota. Each week, we interview USF coaches to get the latest inside scoop on all things Cougar sports. Today, I'm here with the head softball coach, Shannon Pivovar, and fifth-year senior, Kate Vanderswag. Thank you guys for being here. Thank you for having us. Let's start off by learning a little bit more about your background, Piv. Where did you plan college, and what was your career like? Yep, so I played at Missouri Western in St. Joe, Missouri. Uh, I was a middle infielder. Um, loved my time as a student athlete. Loved everything about Missouri Western. Um, got my degree in sports management and then shot back up to Omaha for a couple years and then got into collegiate coaching. And you were actually the 2010 Missouri Western Female Athlete of the Year. I, that is correct. <laughs> That's yes, kind was. of awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I was. It was I had I had awesome teammates. I had fantastic coaches. Um, I was part of SAC at, at Missouri Western. Um, just had a lot of opportunities that I was afforded as a student athlete. And so, um, yes, I, I was. I did get that. But um, we just had so many special and fun times that I loved my time there. Yeah. And when you were there, did you ever see yourself becoming a collegiate coach? You know, I knew I wanted to work in collegiate athletics. But I didn't know what direction that would take me. And so right out of college, I got into sports information at Creighton University. And I loved what I was doing, but I had no interaction with student athletes. And like I craved that. Like I wanted to be that relationship piece. And so I had, I mean, I was coaching high school and I coached club ball. Um, and then I got an opportunity to get into the collegiate world and I do not regret that decision at and, all. And that was starting at uh, SDSU, correct? First it was Wayne State. I was okay. at Wayne State for a grad assistant for one semester, um, and that was fine. And then, <laughs> yes, and then SDSU and, and now here. Yeah, and so what did you take away from your time at SDSU? You know, I learned a lot as an assistant coach, and I wouldn't take back those years at all. I learned what the grind is like. I learned how to get things prepared and done behind the scenes so that our kids can just go out and play the game that they love and support them. Um, and then I learned some things, you know, in every program and every situation that you're in, you learn things that you like and you don't like. And so I learned some things that I wanted to make sure that I did differently when I had the opportunity someday. And so um, I'm very grateful for my time with Coach Wood at SDSU because it kind of shaped me into where I wanted to be, and now I've been able to use the last five years to really keep building on that each day. And can you share what some of those things are that you that you wanted to change when you got here? Yeah, you know, I, I'm really just really big on relationships. And so um, I'm a very competitive person, but it's not the end-all, be-all. Um, we get to play a game. We get to enjoy each other's company even more. Um, and so I knew that like the division two balance is what is right for me. I wanted those relationships. I want our kids to come up to my office. Um, I want to see them graduate. I want to go to their weddings. And we don't have that relationship built if we're only worrying about X's and O's. And a little bit of that is the difference between division one and division two. Um, but just kind of knowing my role and where I fit and what's best for me. Sure. And you had said that you were here for the past five years. Did you recruit Kate? Nope. She <laughs> she just showed up on day one. She was here. <laughs> okay. So, Kate, what um, – I was going to ask you why you chose to play for PIV, but why why did you come to USF and why did you stay here to play for PIV? I was just super excited to be here. I had came to some camps beforehand, and I just really liked the community. 
Um, I also really just liked the people that were on the team at the time. I had played with Cassie Van Beek in high school, so she kind of helped me out a little bit on making the decision. And then when I got here, I found out that Piv was going to be our coach. And at first, I didn't know that I knew her like from the past. We've talked about this before. But I used to go to Wayne State camps as well as SDSU. And then I realized that I was like, oh, wait, I actually know who she is. And we just ever since then have kind of just built off that. And I'm super excited that or I was super excited that she was our coach. So. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And you guys have had some assistant coach changes within the last year. You're with Maddie Brink now, who mm-hmm. also works in the athletic department. What has the addition of her to the team made? Um, I mean, I really like having her, um, not only like her softball IQ, but also just her as a person. Like it's it's a different standpoint because she also is part of like admissions and stuff like that. So it's it's just interesting to see her view with everything. But she brings a lot of energy to the team. And I, I really like having her along with us. Yeah, I think um, I think Maddie brings a lot to the table. She does have the softball background. She has played it her whole life. She was at Washington for the last couple of years, so that's cool. But she relates to our kids really well. And again, back to the relationship piece of it, to have somebody in that spot that can just be a buffer at times and interact with them on not maybe so much of a, okay, this is X's and, X's and O's and where we need to be, but more of a, okay, so how do we really feel? And I think that's that's a really good person to have in that spot. So we're glad she's here. Let's touch a little bit on your guys' college athletic experiences and kind of how it's changed since you were in college, Biv. Yeah, so many ways. The game's the same, obviously, but, you know, we didn't do mental health stuff. We didn't do, unless you were a captain, you didn't spend a lot of time in our coach's office. We didn't do a ton of team building that was uh, structured, I would maybe say. We hung out with our teammates a lot and we did all that stuff, but it was just it was just different. And so that's something that I like that we do. I think um, putting more emphasis on that off the field stuff, that's the glue that kind of holds our team together. And so, I don't know, that's what that's what we utilize in our program. And going off that, like, we always talk about how we have like 20 hours every week to use. And I don't think we've had a week that we completely use 20 hours of actual softball time. Like, she really cares about our academics our off off the field bonding. She gives us time if we need time for our mental health as well. So it's just obviously I wasn't I didn't play when she played and I'm sure it is different, but <laughs> is that an old joke no. or what? <laughs> um but I really like what she has done with it. Yeah, and how is how has the focus on mental health changed over the last five years that you've been at USF? Oh, I I have told my fifth years that I'm just thankful that they stuck around with me the whole time. When I got here, I had in my brain that everything had to be perfect. And that meant a lot of hours for me, but that meant if something didn't go right on the softball field or somebody was late to something, like it just irked me. Mostly if they were late, if they didn't communicate. But um, Communication's key. Yeah, communication is a big, big, big factor. But it's a game, right? And we get to play a game and we get to surround ourselves with these really cool young ladies who are in a really, really cool place in their life. And understanding that if our mental health isn't good, it's no different than if our physical health isn't good. And how do we take care of both while being able to say, like, life is hard sometimes, and you have to be able to handle that hard, but how do we handle the hard and consistently move forward and give them strategies and techniques and tools so that when they leave the confines of USF, they can go be rock stars in the world. And I think that's that's kind of the direction that we've taken and the approach that we've taken with our mental health stuff. 
And I mean, even like comparing my freshman year to my fifth year now, like I look back and there's so many different things that we do. My freshman year, we were just kind of like stick it out type of thing. Like if something bad happened, like move on, get the next day type of thing. But now we have like, we have our mental health days. We also have like a stoplight we fill out every single day to make sure that we are okay. And if you're not okay, it's okay to take a day. It's just the learning and growing with every single new generation that comes in. I mean, I've, I've even had to change like how I am on the field or how I react with my, or how I interact with my teammates. It's just, it is different. Mm-hmm. Me freshman year compared to me now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So I know you said that you guys have the stoplight. That's a little survey that you fill out every day. Mm-hmm. Can you explain that? It's just honestly, every day we go on, it's just a link and we do, if we're green, we're feeling good. You put that. If you're yellow, if you're like, eh, it just feels a little off. You put yellow, and then if it's red, if you're not having a good day, if you're stressed out about something, you put red. And then it's kind of just like a privacy thing, like our trainer sees it. If it's red, w- the coaches will find out about it, but you have the choice if you want to talk to somebody, if you don't want to talk to somebody and just need your time. It's really like an open environment. All right, like how are you feeling? Be honest, and it's a safe safe thing. Yeah, Emily DeGroote, our athletic trainer, was the one who brought it to me in this this last summer I guess and I said yeah let's let's absolutely do it as coaches we get kind of self-absorbed in the game and in practice every day so it's nice to have an outside piece of our family that is looking at these and saying okay coach you have you have six kids that are red today like I don't know that you can push them really hard in practice you may need either a day where we're a little bit less strenuous or we had a day where the girls just kind of sat and talked and and worked through some things and maybe that's the route that we need to go because that's what's going to make us our best. So I'm super thankful that Emily learned it at a conference and she brought it and and now we roll with it. Yes, checking in every day is sometimes monotonous for them, but I really think it's been a really valuable tool for us for our kids. Yeah, Kate, how do you think that that's impacted you as a student athlete? Like I said earlier, my freshman year compared to me now has changed a lot just because of the mental health as well. My freshman year, I wouldn't have said anything, but now like I'm open, I'm I'm willing to talk to my teammates about like, hey, like today's just not a good day, like just give me some space some days or can I just come out to your house, like come to your house and just to hang out. I've just like changed as a person and like I'm I'm more vulnerable um with with my teammates and honestly my coaches as well so and do you think that's really translated on the field as well I think um it gives us the understanding of how people tick and how they work I I can use yesterday as an example Kate struggled to start the game yesterday and I was able to walk out and have a very like candid conversation with her of you know what what is happening and what is going on and we either change it or if we're stuck in this then we need to make a change for the betterment of our team and that's okay but opening up those doors through some of these off of the field things that we've put into place has allowed that then those conversations to be able to happen in the middle of a game and so as a coach I like it because I think that we can talk to each other more and be more honest and open and I I think the vulnerable term is um, just something that we struggle with a lot in our society and if we can get there because it is a safe space and because there is less judgment and more grace and all of those things, then, yeah, we're going to we're gonna tick better and work better together as a group. So I think it has. 
What was that transition like? Because it seems like really within the last like couple years, there's been a big shift. Um, was it was it kind of like a culture shock, Kate, for the girls that had been on the team, or did it was it a nice change? I would say it was a little different at first. I know I've talked to Piv a lot about it. I'm like, do I need to change like how I'm leading on the team? Like, what do I have to do different? And she, it it was just you learn along the way. Honestly, um, it's nothing that is a step by step guide that you have to do. It's just you you have to learn your teammates. Like every single year is a new team. We talk about that. Like yes, we have all of our people that are coming back, but we also have new ones that bring in new ideas that bring in new personalities. So. Every year, like, I've just had to learn my teammates and just get to know them better and better. Awesome. So, Kate, what made you decide to take your COVID year? Why are you staying here? <laughs> Thank the Lord she did. Oh, man. Um, I, I love the game. I think I would be crazy if I didn't take my fifth year. Looking back, co- like, when it first happened, I was like, holy, this sucks. Like, <laughs> it really did. Like, having our season canceled. But now... I'm just, I'm so thankful. Like I have another year of playing softball, another year of, cause I coach as well. So another year of learning from coach Piv on like ways that are things that work, how, how the game can grow. So it's just, I would be crazy if I didn't take it. So I'm, I'm super happy. I'm super thankful. Are there any other um, fifth year seniors that also stuck around with you? Yes. We have Lexi Swift, um, Kylie Madrid, Kennedy Thomas, um, that were the fifth years that stuck around with us, and then our other seniors, Danny. But I think that group, the, us five, really, really, really clicked very well. And, yeah, I'm just super happy to be by them. So Let's take a little recap of your 2022 season, the highest finish in the NSIC. What was your guys' record at the end of the year? We finished last season 27-25. and 25. We were right at 500 in the conference, but won, gosh, six... Eight, 10 of our last 12 games to close out the year. That's so awesome. That was, that, I mean, that was the highlight. Last year was tough. And so that was, that was fantastic to finish the year the way we did. Yeah. And what would you say some of your weaknesses were as a team last year? I think we just struggled to connect. We had a lot of islands when we played the game. When things didn't go right, everyone tried to do it themselves instead of leaning on each other. I thought our pitching staff was good. I thought our, our hitters were good maybe not as confident as we would like. Again, like tried to do too much and go inside themselves instead of passing the bat and relying on their teammates. So yeah, I don't know. I would say those are kind of the big things. We um, we lost a recruit to suicide, and I think that took a lot out of our off-the-field stuff. And so it was really hard at certain times through the year to say, like, we want to play softball. Like, we want to play this game together instead of like, why are we even here? Um, and so I think we went through those highs and lows and at the end of the year, we really bought in and believed and did it together. But we, I mean, we took a lot of lumps last year. Yeah. Um, and I would even say that the beginning of the season compared to the end of the season was much different. Like the last 10 out of the 12 games mm-hmm. you said, we had won. But it was just the fact that we were really clicking at the end of the season. Like every everybody was bought in by that time. And I just really wish that would have happened towards the beginning of the season as well because it would have just made it even better. But yeah, I, I think we've taken that this year already. Like I feel like we all have a great relationship with each other on the team and we're all just comfortable with each other. And I think that helps us on the field as well. For sure. So what would you say that biggest thing that you're looking to improve upon this year is like, what's, what's the focus? I would say just like 
we always talk about working together. Uh, we actually, what are those things called that you got? The chain links? Oh, like carabiners. Those? Yeah, those. We all got like a carabiner link um, and we put it together to make one big hoop. And we just said like, if one person's not working that day or if one person needs to be that by themselves, like we're not together as a team. So we just all have to rely on each other, like no matter what, like if you're not feeling it, like we'll grab you, we'll we'll take you aboard, like have your teammates pick you up. And I think just building off that, like we started that this weekend. And I think this weekend showed that like we can rely on each other no matter if we're at our high or we're at our low. Yeah, I think um, from a, a softball tactical standpoint, the the grittiness is something that I just keep trying to harp on and, and preach. We're not ever, I don't think, any team that I coach is going to be the most talented team, right? There's always better kids spread out across different teams in our conference, our region, the United States, whatever. Um, but there's zero reason that anybody should work harder than what we do. And so that grittiness of can I take an extra base? Can I compete at the plate? How do I rely on my teammates so that it's not just me that has that pressure, but like we can spread it out amongst all of us? That's something that uh, I've looked for more this year. And to Kate's point, like this weekend was really cool. We did some things that were really unique, maybe, that we have not done before. And it was about competing and how do we compete together and how do we do this at the right time. And I thought it was cool to see. So you guys played Winona, Upper Iowa, and Concordia this past weekend. What what are those cool things that you just did? Going into the opening weekend of conference, you just don't really ever know what it's going to look like. Winona and Concordia are going to end up being maybe two and three. Concordia may win the league. I don't know. They're, they're really, really good teams. USF has not traditionally done very well against Winona, especially not at their place. Uh, Kate about lost her head last year on a ball that hit off of it and uh, went all the way out to right field. All of those factors in play, we finished the weekend three and three. I think, in my opinion, we were probably four innings from finishing the weekend six and oh. And so as a competitive human, like my insides are still turning a little bit, but we relied on each other. We passed the bat really well. We had a couple long balls, which we haven't seen a ton of, but we had base runners taking two bases. We had people diving for balls. Taryn Wagner came in right field yesterday to end the games, catching two balls that she dove for and dove for another one earlier in a game that if she doesn't dive for those balls, they score run. Like we're, we definitely oh, don't win. Yeah, um, one of them, she was coming in. I still don't know how she caught it. Like air all the way under her flat parallel with the ground diving straight in and caught this ball. It was so cool. But just those pieces, um, the left side of our infield, I thought played really well for the most part over the weekend and just they were diving for balls and they talked to each other we had a ball that went off off of a pitcher Riley Jones got it at short threw the girl out at at first base like just they cared and they wanted it and they did it together and it didn't matter what pinch hitter we put in or what pinch runner was in the game they just kind of found that grittiness grittiness that it didn't have to look pretty and it didn't have to look textbook but we were going to compete and we were going to find a way to do it. So I thought it was cool. I don't know. I'm still kind of like on a high from the weekend because I thought it was fun. And to add off that, like it wasn't just one person um, that stood out this weekend. Mm -hmm. Like every single person did something to be a part of this team this weekend. And that was cool to see. Uh, We just, we worked together and it was super fun. So what was your guys' preseason NSIC ranking? Uh, We were eighth in the preseason ranking. And what what did you guys feel about that? Do you want to be higher? Honestly, I don't look at any of that stuff. Like, 
I I told Piv, I was like, you have to answer this record because I have no I don't know the answer to that. Um, I don't look at numbers. I I think that that just puts things in my head that I don't really need to. I just want to go out and play. At the end of the day, I just want to play softball. So sure. Kara Lawson, the Duke women's basketball coach, at one point in one of her fantastic interviews, said that she's never seen the number in front of a name win any games. And I think that's a really good way to look at it. We can sit and we can look at who's returning and who's leaving and how things are going. I can tell you at the beginning of the year we had six pitchers on our roster and we currently have three that are getting innings, and that's because of injuries and other situations. But that number and where you start really doesn't mean anything. At the end of the day, it's how we come together, um, how we play now, how we learn from the process that we've been doing since, gosh, the end of, August, I guess, and how we put it all together at the right time coming up here with conference season and then conference tournament. You just said starting at the end of August. So obviously you guys don't come early because you're a spring sport, but you train all fall, you train all winter. When is your off season? Do you guys have an off season? <laughs> um, I mean, our off season is the summer. Uh, it's nice because we do get to go home, spend time with our families during the summer, but then come August, like it's get up and go type of thing. Like we, we put in the work, whether that's softball, whether that's lifting, whether that's team bonding, all of that just builds up until February, and by February, we're ready to go. We're super excited to play. Yeah, I just I like how our season's laid out. It's towards the end of the school year, so we have that time to build those relationships to um, work our butts off in the fall just to be ready for February. For sure. How has the team changed from the 2022 season with losing some seniors and the addition of new freshmen? Yeah, Kylan Strait was a big loss for us last year as just a human being. She was faster than all get out on the field and and was fun to watch play and compete. But Kylan's the kind of human being that if I could have her on every single team every single year, I would. Uh, She cares about other people. She's a great student. And so losing her was really tough last year because I think she was kind of like the glue that just could hold everyone together. But we have we, ha- we have a good group of individuals that care about each other and love each other and play the game right this year. We added five freshmen, a couple that are out with injuries, which is really hard, especially your freshman year, first time away from home, and then you get injured. But, like, Megan Jockamson has stepped up and is starting in the outfield for us right now. And Kelsey Polly has had some huge pinch hit situation opportunities and, and stepped up and done really big things. Allie McCabe is a junior who's a transfer who, like, has the energy <laughs> of a freaking Mexican jumping bean that just is like, go, 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 all we the time. Um, and so when you add those elements to what personality and culture our team already had, it's a cool dynamic. And... So yes, losing kids is always hard. I don't even want to think about May, June of this year. I can't. I can't get there yet. But um, that's just that's the hope is that we've created a strong enough culture and a strong enough family that that next group comes in and whether it's softball on the field or leadership and team building and buy-in and the things off the field that it just kind of continues and that's just what we do and who we are. Sure and I know you guys have a uh, quite a large sophomore class one of them was actually preseason catcher of the year. Mm-hmm. How How is she doing this season? Reeser? Correct? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Reeser uh, we're, we're actually really fortunate that we have three catchers on our roster that all are kind of rock stars. 
Reese just plays the game kind of at a different level. She Her softball IQ is insane. I would equate it kind of to Kate. Uh, they get it. They watch a lot of softball. They surround themselves with softball. They coach. So they see, like, that other side of it. Reese had a massive two-run home run yesterday that, like, I don't know how it didn't touch the top <laughs> of the dome, but it just, like, like the arcing thing that just <laughs> went over the fence and kind of put a little spark in our fire. And so she's rocking it. We've been able to rotate our catchers a little bit throughout the season, so I feel like their legs are still fresh and, and they're feeling good. But, yeah, I mean, she's she's a gamer. She steps up. She's ready to go. So she's fun to watch. That's awesome. Who are some other standout players on the roster this year? Well, Kate's okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Lexi Swift has been a constant out in the outfield for us, finding ways she struggled at the plate early, and then I don't know that, knock on wood, that she's struck out in the last 10 games. Kylie Madrid and, and Riley Jones on the left side of the infield like, are providing a defensive plug that last year I don't think we really had on that left side. It was tough. Megan Jay has been good. Taryn, like I said, in the outfield, some of the plays that she makes, I don't know how she does it, but it's awesome. So, yeah, just, I mean, I think those are kind of the, the big standouts. And um, But Kate alluded to it earlier that, you know, we have kids that step in all the time. Allie with a pinch hit yesterday to start a rally. Mackenzie Weber gets on the bases and, like, uh, go ahead, steal. Just first pitch, go ahead. Um, she's that fast. And we put her in for Kate a lot because they're similar speed, but Mackenzie just, you know, a can get it. Quicker. A little just quicker. A little quicker. She is way faster. No. <laughs> way <little>. faster. <laughs> Not even comparable. Um, so that just, you know, that gives everybody a chance to make an impact and, and do something. And, you know, I feel comfortable at any point in any game putting somebody in the box or putting somebody on, on defense because all of them are working their tails off. That's awesome. So let's talk a little bit about Kate. Oh, what what, st- <laughs> what kind of stands out to her as an athlete and what makes her such a leader on and off the field for this team and gives her that respect from her teammates? Yeah, Kate is kind of, if you could like design the perfect player, Kate's kind of what you want. She comes from uh, uh, farm. I don't. She's the, I don't know how to say this like the politically correct way. She she had to work her tail off growing up. Grew up on a farm. They raised hundreds and thousands of dogs, German shepherds. But she just her work ethic is almost unlike anybody else that I've ever coached. Whether that's in the classroom, she's in the MBA program. Not the basketball NBA, but the MBA <laughs> here at USF. She is a leader in the weight room. That She has put up more weight squatting even with some back issues than anybody who's ever worn a softball uniform at USF. And then on the field, she plays first base, and then she pitches, and then she hits home runs, and she even has a couple stolen bases this year. And she just, like, there's not an area that you're like, well, I got to look to somebody else. I've asked her just things about what we should do in a situation and what we feel comfortable with and what's the mood of the team and how, and she just like has a feel for what's going on all the way around. So like if you could put, you know, the right combination of things together to make a cake, you can put the right combination of things together to make a really good softball student athlete. And that's what I would say Kate is. Let's go on the flip side. Kate, what stands out to you about Piv? What what in her coaching style do you really like? We talk about this all the time, but we're both really, really competitive. Um, we do get frustrated sometimes, like not at each other, but more so just like, oh, I wanted to win. Like, So that I, I really appreciate. But 
just like the the communication, the way she coaches us, the the personal relationships that she has with our like all the players on the team. She just cares. She really cares about each and every single one of us, not as just softball athletes, but as human beings as well. And then probably my favorite thing is that she loves dogs and I love dogs. <laughs> no, yeah, that's but, true. Um, yeah, she's just she's a great coach, and honestly, I. I'm happy that things played out the way they did my freshman year because I'm I'm super thankful. Did Piv coach you your freshman year? Yep. Okay, so you yep. got recruited by somebody else, and then they left when right as you were coming in. Correct. Mm-hmm. And you're yeah. like, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> shoot, where are we kidding? Yeah, shoot. <laughs> uh, okay, so out of the games that you guys have already played this season, what ones stand out to you the most and have had the most impact on this season? Hmm. Do you have one? You go first. Okay. Um, I mean, I, I will always say down in Florida is just a time where we, I think, really figure out who we are. Um, we play some preseason tournaments that are cold and awful and cold. Um, and then we get to go to Florida and the girls stay in a house and we had a run rule game down there. We had one that we came from behind. Uh, we had one that we had to end the game with runners in scoring position and it's just terrifying sitting over on the bench. But like, you guys can do it. So we kind of won in a lot of different ways down in Florida. So that's probably where, when I look at how we get to where we want to be, it's that trip, the culmination of that trip. I mean, and then kind of the weekend was fun. Yeah. (laughs) I would say that we just, a lot of it started in Florida. Mm -hmm. Um, Being in the same house, like all the players, we get to create those relationships even stronger. We, We talked a lot about playing together down in Florida. I think we just took that into this weekend. We hadn't played for, what, two weeks, right? And this weekend, we we were just ready to go. I wanted to play somebody else besides just live against each other in practice. And um, I think Florida kind of hit on that, just like tying us all together. And we brought that starting conference. And hopefully we just keep building off that and it gets better and better. For our listeners who don't know, you went to Florida over spring break and played like 10 games mm-hmm. in what, like seven days or something mm-hmm. crazy yeah. like that? Yeah, it was wild. <laughs> and it was like 90 degrees and it was warm. We were not, it was like zero <laughs> degrees here when we flew yeah. out and it was 90 degrees down there every day. So it was warm. Just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that's, that is so nice. Yeah. <laughs> I wish that we could do that. Um, yeah. So this week, you guys have Northern and Moorhead. What is your mindset going into these games for your second weekend of conference? I would say, like, go out and attack. We talked a little bit this weekend about how when we play really good teams, we're we're high on energy, we're, we're up here, and then sometimes when we play, like, teams lower in the conference – we like to play down, but I think our mindset is just go out there, play ball, play what, do what we do, be aggressive on the bases, be aggressive at the plate, hit our corners for pitching, all of that. Just play our game, and I think we'll we'll be very successful. Yeah, I think um, something that that we talk about a lot is that it's a process. The whole thing is a process. Being a student athlete from freshman year to senior year is a process. Every season is a process in and of itself. And so that's what I want to see. I want to see us continue to take the really good things that are happening and keep doing those and then take the things that aren't going well and actually learn from them and then improve on those. More more about who we are and how we attack this process than who is on the other side of the field or where we're playing. There's a chance we're playing indoors. Just how that looks, we can't control that. 
but we can control what we bring to the table. And so that's what I'm looking forward to. And the expectation is you guys are walking out of this weekend with four more wins. That's our expectation. You got it. <laughs> Perfect. You said you might play inside. Yeah. What what dome, what dome are you going to be um, at? So Presentation College has a dome up in Aberdeen. It had a hole in it last week, and now it's fixed. So <laughs> that's going to be good. Um, I think they got some snow up in Aberdeen this weekend, and Moorhead can't get on their field yet. So... We're looking at a whole bunch of different options, but I, I think we're going to end up maybe at least for part of the weekend inside. Mm-hmm. That'll be good. Of the games left in your conference schedule, what are the ones that are going to be the toughest? Who are the dominant teams in this league? Augie's always our competition. At the end of the day, they're right down the block. I mean, they've had really, really good teams. We have a lot of respect for their program, but they're always good competition. I know Duluth will also be a really good game. I mean, anybody. At the end of the day, like... We talked about this, but our conference is kind of all over the place right now. We just have to show up and play our game. It doesn't matter who's on the other side of the field. We just have to be ready to play. Yeah, I I agree with that. I think the Northern Sun is parity across the league this year is fantastic. And I love it because um, anybody can meet anybody on any given day. And that's something that we talk about. we got to take advantage of the opportunities when we can shut the door on a team because – when we get to the last week in April, we don't want to be, you know, clenching our teeth trying to say we we have to win these games. We want to go out and say we're still building on this process, and we know that we've taken care of things back in March. So, yeah, I think, I mean, the Augie games are home games for us. Those will be fun. Mankato uh, will be fun. Um, St. Cloud and Duluth are here in Sioux Falls. They're supposed to be home games. So we have a lot, like. I, I, I don't know. I'm excited about our conference schedule. I think it's going to be fun. I feel like I've heard that from a lot of coaches. You have to show up every single weekend because there's no off games. Yeah. And I think that's the fun part about being a competitive human being mm-hmm. in the Northern Sun Conference. Like, we just have a really good conference. And it's every year. It's stacked. Yeah, so going off of that, do you? I know obviously you win the conference, you get a bid into the regional tournament. Mm-hmm. Are there any other? Do other teams ever get bids out of the Northern Sun? Yeah, so um, in the last few years, it's been like four teams, four teams, five teams out of the eight. Wow, have been from our conference. It's us and the MIAA and the GIAC, whatever that is down there. So like just really high level, yeah, competitive and. And we're getting teams in because we schedule really well preseason. I think that's something that our league does really well. But then our league is so darn competitive that you're still getting all of those regional points and big win points and all of that in conference play. And not everybody can say that um, because their conference doesn't look like ours. So, so yeah, it's um, we set ourselves up pretty well. But, but yeah, you got to come out and compete. Yeah, and I know that, Kate, you had kind of said the conference is all over the place right now. Do you guys know where you're sitting at, like what place you're in currently? We're in eighth. Eighth? Okay. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. I looked this morning. <laughs> <laughs> and, and top eight go to the conference tournament. Ten. Ten. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So awesome. ten go. Um, one through one through six get a bye. Seven, eight, nine, ten do a play-in game. But, yeah, top ten. So what do you guys need to do to secure yourselves that spot and feel comfortable for the rest of the season? Um, I mean, it would definitely help if we would split with some of the upper teams or even sweep them um, and then just take care of the teams that are lower in the league. Like, don't go out there and play their game. Again, just play our game, play how we do, and, yeah, work together. Yeah, um, we get ice cream when we sweep a doubleheader. So, like, I would love to be paying a lot of money in ice cream 
over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I saw you guys got canes yesterday. They got oh. canes yesterday. Right yeah. by West St. Paul Dome? Yeah, right by the dome. <laughs> <laughs> Some of us went to Arby's, though, so. Yeah. Oh, the, I, love, I love canes. See, and I, I'm just not a fan. And then it was rainy and cold, and they had to stand in the drive-thru <laughs> to get their canes. So, like, then it became even more of a I really don't understand what they're doing process in my brain. But they <laughs> liked it. Oh. Yeah. I didn't need it. <laughs> okay. Kate, what impact do you want to leave on the USF softball program when you walk out of here? I really don't care how I stand out, like, softball-wise. Whatever my numbers are, I really don't care. I just want to be that person that anybody can still reach out to. Um, I want to be close with people. Like, I have people from five years ago that I still talk to because we made good relationships when we were here. I always say I want to continue like having a good relationship with Pib because of her softball IQ, because of the person that she is. Um, having those relationships is going to be huge, but not only that, but I, I did have to work my tail off getting here. I know freshman year was ugly for me, but learning from that and not just like falling over, I think a lot of people can learn from as well. Like, you have to put in your work if you want to be successful, and it's not just going to be given to you. I mean, all that kind of ties in, like, with respect, having respect for your teammates. But, yeah, I just, I want people to be able to see that and not only just have things given, but work hard for it. For sure. Let's say there's some recruits listening. Why should they come and play at USF, and what makes this program so special? I think the thing that I tell every single recruit that walks through the the door is that when you leave after your four or five years, it's not going to be the shiny buildings and the fancy field and those things that you're hugging goodbye to. It's You're going to hug the people that you were around and the relationships that you made. And that's something that we can, we can sustain regardless of how much money we have or don't have or, or facilities or whatever. And so... USF is special because of the people. We put effort into that and we put time into it and we laugh a lot, we joke a lot, we are competitive, um, we love each other, we care about each other, and that's something that I, I really hope that somebody from the outside sees about our program and we will continue to talk about with every single class that we bring in here because at the end of the day, that's what's the most important thing. It's the people, it's the bonds that you make, it's not wins are great, facilities are great, road trips are fun. Um, those things are going to happen. But when you can call somebody in five years and say, I'm in a tough spot, I need some help, or we can re- reunite at a wedding or an alumni event or whatever, that's what's cool. And if I'm still here in 20 years and, and we have kids coming back and bringing their kids back, that will be a really successful job that I feel like I would have done. So that's who we are. At the end of the day, that's who we are and what we build. I think we have some cool rock stars in our program who are going to change the world, and that's a fun part to be a part of. Um, and not only that, but the we talk about family. It's not just the family of the 20 players and the coaches, but like our extended families as well. I know down in Florida, we took a picture and I counted and there was like almost 90 people that came down to watch us. And it was, oh my God. It was super cool to see that, like, they're willing to travel that far just to come watch us. That really stood out to me as well. And, like, we have really great fans that travel with us all the time. And just that togetherness, I guess, of not just the players but our families as well is super cool to see. That's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Guys, thank you so much for coming on today. Yeah, thank you. Good luck this weekend. Thank you. Thank you.
Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Cougar Sports Show recorded at the University of Sioux Falls Media Center. You can listen to our show anytime on Spotify with new episodes every Thursday. I'm your host, Abby Whittington, and thanks again for tuning in.